are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. See, we're able to operate in the principles of the kingdom and cause the manifestation of God's will in the planet Earth. If we'd operate 100% perfect in the Word of God, we could bring into manifestation the things that God said. But you see, we're not operating 100% in it. Now, there's coming a time we'll operate 100% in it. And to prove that what he said and what he told them to pray there is the will of God, you have only but to read the back of the book because it says, John saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And he said he heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Now, he said, I will be with them, be their God, and they'll be my people. What actually is brought forth there by John the Revelator, as he saw it, that God is going to move his throne to the earth. See, it's always been the will of God that it be on earth as it is in heaven. That was God's intention from the beginning when he set up Adam to be God over the earth. He fully intended for this planet to be like the planet heaven. But it didn't turn out that way. That doesn't mean it's not God's will. That means that man missed it. That means that God had to intervene in the system and bring his son into the earth and redeem mankind. But it is the will of God and it will end up that way. It has always been the will of God for it to be on earth the same as it is in heaven. And that's the purpose of God, and that's the plan of God, and that's what all of the things of the new covenant point to, that we have a better covenant. We have a better covenant than the old covenant. God's purpose is that we enter into the provision that he's made for us in this life, not somewhere later when we get to heaven. Now, notice here, we're going to finish up here in this chapter and get this other chapter real quick. <laughs> Whose voice then shook the earth, and now he has promised, saying, Yet once more will I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once signifying the removal of the things which are shaken, as of things that are made, and those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Now into chapter 13. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some of you have entertained angels unaware. Now here Paul is wrapping up this book to the Hebrews, referring back again to the angel part that he mentioned there in the first chapter. He is referring that some of you may be entertaining angels unaware. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. In other words, we are the body of Christ. Marriage is honorable, and all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers will God judge. Now, I had a note in my Bible to go to Galatians, the fifth chapter, because... I want you to see what Paul said concerning these things. They are a work of the flesh. Galatians 5, and we'll begin with verse 14. 
For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, we've mentioned this, that this whole thing is brought together, the Ten Commandments, everything brought together in this. And the whole law is that if you love your neighbor, you won't steal from him. If you love your neighbor, you won't murder him, and so on. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, the desires of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envying, murder, drunkenness, reveling, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So he is putting this in the right perspective. He says it is the work of the flesh. Now back here in Hebrews chapter 13. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say. In other words, we can be bold about this. He won't leave us nor forsake us, so we can be bold and say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men will do unto me. See, we can be bold. We come boldly to the throne of grace. Remember them that have ruled over you, and have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday, today, and forever. Now, I think this is a point that we need to take a look at because Paul has said all of the things that he said here in the book of Hebrews, bringing the thing to a close here. He said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, you see the whole thing we've been dealing with here almost completely, and and the, the center of it at least was that the old covenant is passed away, fulfilled, and the new covenant is set up, and now Jesus is the high priest forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has an unchanging priesthood. Now, not only that, in this verse of Scripture, we know that this being true, there is also an opposite truth to this. It's what we call the law of reciprocals, because for every truth, there is a reciprocal to that. And if Jesus is the same yesterday and today, then Satan is still the same as he was back there in the Old Testament when he was causing the problems and the things that happened there. God and the devil hadn't changed places. Now, we can cut it off when it says forever because the devil's not going to be the same forever. <laughs> and I have good news for you. He's had it, man, going in. But Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever, and the devil is still the same. He's still up to the same old tricks. He doesn't have anything new. He's still using the same thing. Thank God we can overcome him because we have world overcoming faith. He says, be not carried away by divers and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace and not with meat, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. 
He said, we have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought unto the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifice God is well pleased. Then the Apostle Paul begins to exhort them in the closing of the book to the Hebrews, Obey them that have rule over you. Submit yourselves, for they watch for your soul as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is profitable to you. Pray for us. We trust to have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. But I beseech you rather to do this, that I may be restored to you sooner. Now here we find that the writer is saying that I may be restored to you sooner. Now we talked about this, the fact that Paul was expecting to be restored to them. This is one of the reasons that this passage here is relevant to the things that we said in the beginning of the teaching because it indicates that it was the Apostle Paul that wrote the book of Hebrews. He is the only one that was in prison and was expecting to be released to them. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation. Now, you see, here again, he is speaking to them to suffer the word of exhortation. In other words, take it and <laughs> let it fall where it may. Now, see, this connects right with what he was saying over here about the chastening of the Lord. It is the Word of God that chastens us. So you suffer the word of exhortation, and it will be good for you. For I have written a letter unto you in a few words. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom I will come shortly, I will see you. Salute them all that have rule over you, and all the saints. They in Italy salute you. Grace be unto you all. Now notice Paul ends this writing to the Hebrews, grace be with you all. God's willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf be with you all. Now, in the beginning of this book, you notice that he did not start it off that way, but he ended it that way. And it's possible because that this was probably connected to the book of Galatians, the reason that he didn't have it at the beginning of the book of Hebrews. Well, I want to say that I'm I've enjoyed ministering this word to you. I hope you've learned something. And uh, I believe that the word of God that has gone forth will accomplish that which God has sent it to do. May God bless you, and may you be blessed richly by his holy word. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, this is the last day for book offer number 7507, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, here are some of the chapter titles in here. We've talked about some of the others in the previous days, but number eight is Your Heart Produces What You Plant. 
Now, I farm for 29 years, and whatever you plant's going to come up. And sometimes people say things like, well, you know, I'm probably going to die in a car wreck, or I'll probably get run over by a freight train. Well, now, you keep saying that, and you believe it. You'll be on the track when the 923 freight comes along, and then people will wonder why in the world God allowed that to happen when he didn't have a thing to do with it. Chapter 9 is strife, an open door to Satan. Avoid strife at all costs. Because where there is strife, there is confusion in every evil work. Now think about that a minute. Every evil work. That could mean car wrecks. That could mean all kinds of things that the devil has in store for you if you get in strife. You have to stay with the Word of God. Then in chapter 10, unforgiveness a thief. It's a thief of life. It's a thief of faith. You need to know that you must forgive people. You cannot hold grudges and live a happy life. You have to get rid of that. You have to give it up. Forgive others. If you don't forgive others, you can't be forgiven. Unforgiveness, in a way, is a sin unto death. It'll be a sin until the day you die unless you forgive. Because if you don't forgive, you can't be forgiven for unforgiveness. And chapter 11 is called the sin unto death. Now, there's been a lot of misunderstanding about this. That's offer number 7507 for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. A total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday. This is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.